Crowhill here. Today we review an IPA and discuss restaurants. Hello and welcome to Beer and Conversation with Pigweed and Crowhill. Good evening, Pigweed. Good evening, Crowhill. What's on your mind today? Remember, we used to go to the. Was it for? Was it every month that Duclaw had a beer? Oh release? yeah, that was nice. Yeah, and you know we got some great swag out yeah, of that. Yeah, I've Got bottle openers, t-shirts. Yeah, lots of so, pint glasses. Anyway, they got out of the bar business and went full on just production only. Right. So they sold all their restaurants off. I don't know if you've been to what's replaced it. It's called Yards. Have you been there? You know, I tried one one evening. Uh, Mrs. Crowhill and I tried to go in there, and it was just noisy as well. It was loud. Yeah, I, it, it was loud. I went right, right right at Christmas time, and so you get in there, and uh, food was good. The beer selection is fantastic. Yeah, and if you're beer dorks like us, yeah, the menu is not that intimidating, but it could be. I, I imagine, sure. Right? So so somebody you doesn't know what they're getting. Yeah, yeah, you're like, all right, I don't. Yeah, I'm willing to not drink my regular Budweiser, but yeah. now what do I do? Right. Well, on the beer menu, the touchscreen beer menu, yeah. you can pick whatever you want. You can pick fruity beers. You can pick light, dark. You, there, there's a range. Okay. You can do this much of darkness. <laughs> wow. You can do, but I want this much of darkness paired with below 6%. Paired with this beer style, you know, and don't been... tell me how many of those are there. And I'm going, well, you know, this is a hell of a lot, this is a hell of a lot faster than the smartest waitress yeah. in the world yes. could ever have yes. steered me towards the beers that are in my range. I have wondered if one of these days we're going to get to the point where you could have almost like a control panel, and you could dial up the hoppiness, dial down the hoppiness, dial up the maltiness, dial up the alcohol, dial up yeah. this, and then. Like, whatever numbers you put in, it would just produce that beer for you. Yeah, well, that's almost how this works. There's yeah. these sliding scales, yeah, and it'll tell you, okay, these seven beers fall into your category right. or whatever. Yeah. So it was great, and uh never seen anything like that before. That's but interesting. I'll have to go try all, it out. All this talk of beer yeah. makes me thirsty. It does make me thirsty. Yeah, so uh, so uh, have you been in jail recently or something? <laughs> oh, bail money. That's so Baltimore. It is uh, brewed over here in Dundalk, I believe. Key Brewing Company. Yes, uh, Key Brewing Company. It's called Bail Money IPA. Now, before we get into this, yeah, the reason I I, well, I had this last week, and I said there's a reason I wanted it for the show. Okay. There, there are only a handful of hop adjectives that you see used regularly in beer reviews. Yeah, and uh, you've got uh, citrusy. Grass, piney, uh, piney. Yeah, right. You've got uh, tropical, yeah. earthy. Yeah. There's also grassy, yeah. which is a little bit. Le- to me, when I drank this, I said, "I that's think that's. I think that's what they're talking." About. All right. So you well, tell me if you see. if you would def- if you think this works as as grassy because uh, now it doesn't say what the hops are. Not it a, does not, actually. Not a, it does, does on the can here. Good. It says Centennial, Simcoe, Cascade, Eldorado, and Chinook. I'm getting a little bit of a grassy feel. I guess if I was, if you if you hadn't said that, right. I think I probably would have leaned toward piney. Mm-hmm. Um, it's you know a similar green kind of a yeah. kind of a flavor, um, and it's got that oily hop residue kind of yeah. a flavor to it. But yeah, I think I think grassy is is good for this one. Not big on on uh, uh, aroma. No, no, the aroma is uh, almost dank. It's yeah. a, it's not a 
not a very clean hop aroma, but the flavor is very good. Hmm. I like that. That's a real. Uh, that's it, it's 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 on. It's on the non citrusy end. Yes. Of that spectrum of. of Happy flavors. Yeah, and reasonable 6.3% alcohol by volume, which is good for an IPA. So, uh, yeah, well done. Very, very good. Key so, Brewing Company. Not only, so then the, after doing all of this sliding scales right. to get to my beer, I wait for my nice waitress to come back, and she goes, well, you can just order it. <laughs> right. So, so our buddy JR, who helped us with the Judaism episode and has, has written in some questions from time to time, I met him for lunch uh, a couple of weeks ago, and we went to a taco place, and you had to walk up to a, a kiosk and order everything on this touchscreen. Uh, you ordered everything on the touchscreen, yeah. and then, then you stood in line and waited while they made your meal for you. It was very strange. Well, uh, did they bring it to you? or you? No, 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 no. It was like, imagine... Imagine go, going into a McDonald's or something, but instead of saying I want a Big oh, Mac I and fries and whatever, you, you go up to this thing and you tight you punch in. I want I want three tacos with you know pork and beans and whatever, right, and right. then and then it just goes off to the kitchen, and then they've got a assembly line where they put it together for you, and somebody right. at the end says, "Okay, this- here's a meal for number seven. Yes, so we are seeing some recent changes in in how restaurants work. Now, yeah. if you if it, this is it's not like it's been creeping, right? Restaurants have kind of been the same for for a long time. They've been long. been fairly stable, except but, uh, except uh, what was the one around us where you, you they feed you in your car? Oh, Remember oh, that? yeah, and they, like well, in the back 50s, in the fifties they had roller back skates. Back in the fifties they'd come out in roller skates, which is which, kind of interesting. Yeah. This is this is a nice twist, but it's also it's kind of potential dangerous. for yeah. disaster. But although in the well, right, no, no, I guess no, there's we'll such a about. car culture. Yes. right? we were so in love with our cars, we're like, we're not even getting out. We're just gonna eat right here. Bring me that food. But yeah, so what, what, what was there? But there was one around us. Is that, it is uh, it checkers that would do that? Or um, this is pre checkers, as I recall. But anyway, so there have been some innovations over the years. Yeah. So it isn't just uh, recent, but I would say, you know, the touchscreen and... Well, there's, a, there's other things. Like nowadays, they because of COVID, let's talk about COVID for a minute and how it's in, impacted the restaurant industry. Yes. Apparently, we've lost more than 100,000 restaurants due to COVID. Right. I mean, which makes sense because... You can't have a restaurant when people can't come out, you <laughs> yeah. know, right? And, boy, and they tried like heck, didn't they? Yeah. I mean, they, the, the efforts of food service, and you could, they even suspended the laws where you could get mixed drinks yeah. from a restaurant. As, as a carryout. As a carryout. To try to help the restaurant. right. Yes. And it's like the guy, this guy at work, he's like, this, this Mexican place where he is, he says, they are fantastic. And you get like 32-ounce styrofoam cups. To, to drive mar- home margaritas. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently in, in Louisiana, it's common to have what they call a go cup. Oh, great. Where you go into a restaurant and you order something, and you say, oh, I'll have a go cup of whatever, and you take it with you. And so I had some friends who moved from Louisiana up to Maryland, and they were like, well, you can't get a go cup? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> go? No, you can't yeah. do that around here. Oh, but, but post-COVID, you kind of can. And so they, yeah. they, a lot of them, they, they said, you know, that those rule changes about booze to go... Uh, you know, we might just let those stick. Okay. Well, sure. I mean, but you say so. We yeah. lost. So we lost. So a lot we of lost restaurants. a lot of restaurants. We also, and one of the reasons, not just the the 
early in the pandemic, people couldn't really go out and do anything. But also, if you think about the working from home phenomenon, a lot of restaurants were built around uh, people coming into the city to work and going into office buildings. And then there'd be the, the restaurant downstairs that everybody go to get their sandwich, yeah, right? Yeah. And because of the loss of foot traffic yeah. in people going to work, a lot of restaurants disappeared for that reason. Yeah. And then that makes me wonder... Now, I haven't been downtown for quite a while, mm-hmm. um, but it makes me wonder about food trucks. There used to be, I used to work in downtown D.C., and there were blocks where, you know, there would be food trucks all around. For uh, office workers. Yeah, yeah, and you, there was, the food trucks were great. They had yeah. all kinds of interesting stuff, and uh, there were just certain areas where you knew the food trucks would be, but I, I wonder if they're even there anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an interesting question, right. but so, I, I would yeah, guess also, not. Right, so... This, this, the service of food delivery used to be, you know, fairly rare. Mostly mm-hmm. pizza joints is what you would think of as food. food pizza in Chinese. Right. Now you, you can get anything. Absolutely anything. Yeah. So recently, even people that even people that didn't have their own delivery people, there's DoorDash. The, the DoorDash, right? exactly. So uh, one of my clients had a lunch where they wanted to buy everybody lunch. Well, it's everybody's working remotely. So what did they do? <laughs> did they so really? They, they gave everybody a DoorDash coupon. That's great. So, so you order whatever you want, and you know everybody's having their own thing. It was, it was kind of interesting. I ordered sushi, mm-hmm. and you know DoorDash shows up with the sushi. It's like mm-hmm. okay, that's fine. What about so? How about just the the stripping away all of that? The regular sit down experience. Yeah, see, is that's that, the thing. A lot because because a lot of. A lot of the reason that you want to go out is you want that experience. You want to, you want something nicer. You don't want to sit down in front of the TV and eat, you know you yeah. want you want to go out and sit at a table and especially when you've been doing it for a year and a half. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. You want to you want to go out and sit at a table and talk to the waiter and get their recommendations on what's good tonight and you know find out maybe they've got a new wine or something. That's that's all. It's a lovely experience to go out and do that. But even, all that stuff has changed. When, when we go out for trivia or something else, you don't even get a menu anymore. You're supposed to take your phone out and read the QR code. I, know. I don't like that. I know. It's, for one thing, I don't like people having their phones out at dinner. <laughs> you know, I mean, come on. You should, especially during trivia, you bunch of cheaters. No wonder <laughs> no we came in fourth to last place. <laughs> well, that's, that's the weird thing. Is here you are, you're doing trivia. You're not supposed to have your phone out at all. And compelled but, to use the phone. But you have to use the phone to get the beer menu. So what, <laughs> what do you, that's, that doesn't make any sense. But, you know, I don't like this non-menu thing. Uh-huh. I, w- I, would, I would rather, if they don't want to have a menu... I don't know, write it on the wall. Yeah, like this, this yards thing, every table had its own monitor, touch screen monitor, and you could do all your ordering right Hmm. there. So you, there was, there was the, you know, hi, my name is Denise introduction, and the, she did bring you your food. But in between, if you wanted anything else, you beep up, you just, yeah, I know. And, uh, you know, it was, it was easier than waiting for her. The service was really quick, so I, she's always going back and forth to the bar. She gets there, and it's obvious that Table 47 just ordered a, his his third uh, Imperial Stout. Yeah. Uh, and uh, boom, it's there It's there quickly. I mean, that... Uh, I liked it. I, I liked it. I As long as there's not... You don't have zero interaction with yeah. the person. Then. I, w- I would rather not have a menu at all than, than have... 
having to look it up on a phone or something like that. I would rather talk to the waiter right. or I would rather just say, well, I, I'd like a steak. I, I, so, okay. So I'm, I tend to be kind of ornery and contrary. And when I, when I go out to lunch, Matt Walshy. Yeah. When I, when I go out to lunch, like a, a, a business lunch or a business dinner or something, there are some people that will spend 10 minutes pouring over the menu, trying to find out like the exact thing that they want. I hate yeah. that. I, what, my, you, you, you go in with an idea? Well, you, you e- either I have an idea ahead of time or I open it up and I quickly make a decision and I close it. Like it takes me about a 30 seconds to figure out what I want to eat. Jeez. And like sometimes I'll even, I won't even touch the menu and I'll just, the waiter will come up and say, I'll have a, a steak and broccoli, you know, and either they have that or they'll say, well, we don't have broccoli, but we have asparagus. Okay. So I'm, I'm not a, pour through the menu kind of guy. I don't mm. like it. And I certainly don't want to pour through the menu on my phone. That's, no, no, that's lame. Yeah. But as far as the touchscreen menu, the, 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 the non-real menu option mm-hmm. and the ordering on your own option, uh, I'm not saying that that's killing the restaurant experience. No. In fact, I it, think it's, it's... I think I think that the thing is that there fine. are just levels of restaurants. Yeah. You know, just like there... You don't go to a fast food place and expect to have a white tablecloth. Yeah. You know, there's just different things that are going on. There, there are restaurants that have different levels of service, and yeah, that's I mean, totally going, fine. Some places, I go, you just right, do I, it on the, I go out to eat, which is different than dining. Yes, it's not really. I don't really go out with a dining experience in my. I, I'll eat. I was going to say my palate's not that refined, but it's also not that limited. Do you know my? My brother is so limited. Did you hear him talk the the other night? No. Yeah. He won't even eat potatoes unless they're French fries. What? That's how, I mean, he, anything, anything that's touched like mayonnaise, like so, so, not just on on a sandwich, but what does that leave you? Tuna salad, shrimp salad, all off. Really? I mean, he, he's, he's, he eats like a seven year old. Wow. He is so, oh, a bean touched my food. I can't eat beans. I, well, okay, I am the opposite. And so I am the opposite, too. Yeah, oh, but what, I'm, I'm, what I'm getting to is I, I... However, because I'm an open-minded eater, doesn't mean that I need you know fancy restaurants. Uh, the, uh, your your average sports bar restaurant, yeah, it's probably good well, enough for see, me. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I, I'm content to eat anything. I'll, <laughs> I'll eat anything anywhere, but I, I do appreciate good food. Uh-huh. So, so I, like... You know, if you go someplace, uh, it's kind of lowbrow. Okay, fine. That's fine with me. Mm-hmm. But I also like having, having a nice meal mm-hmm. from time to time. But like, so we're going to be going to a, a bluegrass festival yeah. and in a little town. And there's probably going to be a restaurant there. Well, they call themselves, they call, like one in a million places who calls itself the seafood capital of the world. Right. But at least it should be, have plenty of seafood. Sure. Yeah. And, and it went with my brother and he got a, a a hot dog off the children's menu because he doesn't really like seafood. Okay. At the seafood capital of the world. Well, I expect I to, to I expect to catch some seafood personally, <laughs> yeah, but uh, right. anyway, we'll see. We'll see how that works. I remember so, we, we were at a, a kind of just like a picnic, you know, a self-serve a, a buffet style, you know. Yeah. Picnic and, and we go along and you're like, "Huh. That looks interesting. Not sure what it is." And, <laughs> and pop it on your plate. And I'm like, "Yeah, I would do the same thing, but there's so many people who just go I'm not really sure what that is. I'm moving on. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm totally going to try it. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm going to eat anything. All right. So, what about the the pressure oh, yeah. on 
restaurants where people are used to right now efficiency. They're used to they're, they're used to being able to do things immediately, push a button and it's done. And the thing that I think of, the, the thing about the restaurant experience that I like the least is the whole can I get a check thing. It's like, okay, I ask for a check, they bring the check, then I give them a credit card, then they go back, then they... I hate that whole process. So usually what I'll do is when I ask for the check, I'll just hand them my credit card. I know why. Was, what is that? What's that middle like, step? Yeah. What? What? Why do you have to like walk back and forth? Before and, we... and you can't wait for me to put my wallet out. I know. <laughs> you put the check down, walk away, and I'm going. It's only hey, going to take me one. She's gone. <laughs> I don't. I don't although, like that. Although part my of yards it. experience, you know, with the touchscreen thing, you know, you don't even say goodbye to the lady. You just you, you swipe, yeah, fresh like tip, that. and run. Yeah. I don't like that. Yeah, it's, 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 really it's nice to chat now, with the chilies, waitress. So you see our picture back here. That it's, this is actually an Asian restaurant okay. here where there's a robot, a robot la- that brings lady food, that huh? brings you your food. But Chili's has the same thing, but it doesn't pretend to look like a woman. It's just a robot. Okay. And they, uh, the, you know, they talk about the most difficult aspect of it often is... Carrying the food, the most the, the most difficult part is getting the food out there, mm-hmm. and how that sort of slows things down. And that the the you having these robots deliver the food to your table is uh, is is efficient, is safe, and the gals can do take on more tables. Yeah. So and increase their tips. So they're making more money by having. This robot well, you know, deliver the food. You know, a lot of times it, it used to be that the waiter would take your order and the waiter would bring you your food. But what I'm seeing increasingly is the waiter takes your order, but somebody else brings out the food. So the robot has just killed that job. Exactly. Yeah. So, so you've got to the, right. So you you'll have uh, an older by by older I mean not teenager gal. As the waitress, yeah. and then a seventeen-year-old young yes. strapping young man yeah. working trying to find he's, a he's summer like, job. He's like the busboy or something, yes. but, and he also brings out the food. Okay, that that makes sense. I mean, it's it's an efficient thing to do. Right, um, which is, a, so, the, but which that is the same as replaced. But, yeah, could easily yeah. replace. Well, we're going to get into uh, robots what about replacing and, the, the the waiter altogether? I mean, you really don't need a waiter anymore because if you're going to have this touchscreen thing, you have the touchscreen thing, and the, and the robot the, brings the food. I don't like that. No, I, I think now you've, now you've taken it one step too yes, far. Yes, that is taking it one step too far because I like the interaction with the waiter. I like to say, you know, what's good? What, what do you like? Mm-hmm. Is, is this better than that? I'm I might have a question about this. Yeah. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna ask a robot that, yeah. right? I want, I want to ask, okay, is this better than this? Do you I, like, what's, what's your favorite I like, I like to give the waitress the opportunity to slip me her number. You know, yeah, happens sure. a lot. I know, you yeah, believe yeah, it. yeah. Yeah. So, uh, that's not gonna happen with a robot. No. No, well, it's, uh, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the uh, robots are going to change. Oh, yes, yeah. they are. Yes, so yes, you, know, you never know. They're going to be replacing the... a lot of things. Yes. Okay. Thanks for joining us for Beer and Conversation with Pigweed and Crow Hill, where you'll find lighthearted chats and deep dives. We hope you enjoy our beer reviews and banter. After which we cover everything from Tolstoy to Thomas Sowell. From God to the Green New Deal. From UFOs to UBI. From Ted Cruz to time travel. From home brewing to homeschooling. From transcendentalism to trans madness. You can reach us with your question or comment at pigweedshow at gmail.com. 
Well, now, what about tipping? Why? So mad first about of all, tipping. first of all, why do we tip? And second of all, why do we tip at the end? Like, if the point of the tip is the point of the tip just to reward them, or is the point of the tip yes. to incentivize them? Right. right? So uh, a half tip. In the beginning. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, half up front and half. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Think that's gonna work. I, no, it's a, and some restaurants have have eliminated the whole concept of tipping. They've just said, you know, forget tipping. This is the price. This is what you pay, yes, and we pay had, our waiters well yeah, enough. I had some. Uh, I had a conversation with some European visitors mm-hmm. talking about how much better the service is here for that reason. Uh huh. Oh, they say it is better here. It is better here. Okay, because well, they I'm, don't have tipping. Okay. See, I'm a good tipper. Yeah. I, I, my reaction is these are hardworking people. Yeah. And I'm, I'm happy to pay them a little extra. But I just, I, I, I don't like the fact that, I, what does it have to do with, if you buy some overpriced sushi for $30. Right. And, uh, the gal is giving, doing the same amount of work for a $6 bowl of chili. Yeah. Why does she get a different amount of money? I know. I, I that don't like it tied to the check. No. At all. I, I don't like that either. And that doesn't, that doesn't make much sense because, because the waiter is almost disappointed when you buy the cheaper thing. Well, you're, they, right, you're going, ooh, $3.99 breakfast. Yeah. Okay, good. Here's your 37 cents right, tip. Exactly. <laughs> right. It, it, that's so stupid. So it should be, uh, how about something like it's five bucks just to start, a dollar for each extra person at the table, and... Uh, Eating then, breakfast, you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. 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 And then... Uh, and th- and then the tack on is the service and the friendliness and all of that. And what I, about but what, what what about tipping on the deliciousness of the food? Yes, it, it's I mean, very complicated. Her. Right, it's exactly the waiter has nothing to do with how good the food yeah, is. Yes, so it's it's but a very I, complicated thing. But, I, but it is hard to tip hard on a crappy tasting meal. Yeah. Right, even though you're the even though the, does, even though the waiter the, is doing a great job, the chef job. isn't getting a cut of this. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we were out recently um, after my swim, went out to get some oysters, and went to this uh, place in Columbia, this oyster and ale house, and the waiter was just hilarious. He, he was uh-huh. okay. he was like quite a comedian. He was All right. ve- very entertaining, um, and I wanted to tip him well, and I did. Right. But why does the tip like? Why does the tip depend on the food that I ordered? Yeah, you know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like I e- could have ordered either the this pr- either the price or the you know the execution. Yeah, uh, is, is because it's not like well, this is my way to let the restaurant know that the food wasn't very good. But that word's not going to get back to I, the, I, exactly to the chef. Well, or that's the manager. An, that's another thing that, that restaurants are dealing with, which is all the online reviews. Oh, right? I know that's that's so. There's the feedback. There's a different kinds of feedback. There's like in-store feedback, whether they tip well or not, and what they order and that sort. Of. But then there's the after the fact, what you posted on Instagram or what you said on some review site. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what about? Uh, and I'm gonna admit some guilt here. Uh, a lot of people taking pictures of their meals. Oh yeah, like it's like. <laughs> but, it's but, like but if I'm having something that uh, I know my sister would be so jealous okay. to see me eating this, yeah. boom in your face! Look what I'm having. It's yeah, like, but it's still, almost like a it's, a, it's almost like if you didn't take a picture, you didn't do it. And if you didn't take a picture, you didn't eat it. Right? It's, 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 it is kind of weird that people take pictures of absolutely everything. 
and I, I'm I'm kind of tired of that. Have you noticed that a lot of restaurants are moving towards small plates, which mm. I think is a is a good thing because mm. obviously America has an obesity problem. So let's move to small plates for God's sake. But um, but there there's a tapas restaurants and other kinds of places that are moving towards small plates. I like uh-huh. that. Yeah, I like that. Well, that's that's fine, but I'm also just understanding right from the get-go, uh, I'm having half of this tomorrow. If, I mean, if, if, okay. if, if, if it's yeah. a food that can sit overnight. Yeah. But uh, there are some people who just, I'm a huge fan of, I, mean, I get as excited about leftovers as the as the meal itself, and some people just can't stand the idea of, of leftovers. You know, some some things taste better the next day. Yeah, that, that thing, yeah, yeah. I'll, if I'm, if I'm making chili, I make it Saturday night so that we can eat it on Sunday. Yeah, have you ever had right? borscht? Yeah, right. And borscht is, is that the is, same way? Yes, it's much better. Right. A day or two later than it is the first day. So th- there are some foods that are like that. And and yes, if I go someplace and they bring me out this great big plate, I I really don't want to eat the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. You know. But uh, yeah, I just tell myself, okay, that's two meals. Yeah. What about um, the move towards vegan food? Because now, you know, it used to be everybody ate meat and potatoes and vegetables, and that was the way it was. But now we've got more and more food uh, pickiness, you know, of, of various sorts. It's, you know, I, I can't have lactose, I can't have yeah. this, I can't have that. Yeah, right. They tell you, uh, right, this contains... Yeah, and a lot of times lactose. they'll come out, they'll come out, one of the Even first beef. things they'll say, are there any food allergies at the table? You know? Ah, come right. on. Peanut weenies. <laughs> I, I'm very fortunate. I don't. I'm not allergic to anything. So uh, yes, yeah, so I'm. I uh, this is one of one of my predictions is the future of meat shaming. Yeah. That I'm saying that uh, ten years meat will be the new cigarette. Like you'll have to eat in a certain. You'll have to eat in the meat section of the restaurant so that the vegans don't have to smell. How delicious your meal is okay, that's, compared to theirs. I, I, I think that's a good prediction, but I've got a, a counter prediction. Okay. Which is that we'll learn how to clone meat yeah. so that you never have to kill the cow. I, You know what? I asked a vegetarian about that. I said, you know, once you've removed the moral element yeah. from it. Right. And he says, well, you know, it may be for new vegans, but old vegans will still have the association Okay, they got to get over it. Like they got to get over it. If you let's there's just like three cows, you know, <laughs> yeah, right. that's it. There's three cows, and they go out with a with a needle, and they take some cells, and then they clone the meat. And these three cows are like the best cows in the world. Those and big they, Kobe Japanese exactly, cows. and they're, they're treated like royalty. And they just take some of their cells. Doesn't hurt the cow a bit. And they clone the meat, and, and you can have the best steak in the world. Yes, there's there no cow farts. Yeah, I'm 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 looking forward to that because, like, I mean, I have no I have no moral compunction. Now, would you would you worry about that, or, or would you? I'd give it a couple of years. It's going to take or, a little bit. No, no, no. Before you eat it, before I okay. Do you yeah. really know here? But but actually, once they real, I mean, if, if they can uh, scientifically say. No, seriously, it's just meat. It's not. There's yeah. no. There's right, nothing we're, fo- we're, foolish. We're, about yeah, this right, right. We're not doing some scientific fakery here, yeah. where you have to worry about what we've substituted the yeah. meat for. Right. No, no, it's just plain meat. It's just plain meat, and I'm looking forward to that because I, I've hunted, I fish, I have no compunction whatsoever 
killing an animal and eating it. That's just the way the world is. But However, if you got the option, if you got the option, <laughs> then I'd rather not kill the animal, right? I mean, wouldn't that be nicer? Right. I mean, you still have to kill deer because they're an absolute menace <laughs> all <laughs> well, over the no, parkway. No, we'll, we'll, no, we'll just have we'll just have teams that'll come in and shoot them with like contraceptive darts that will uh, prevent them from having too many uh, I, kids. I hope so. There's, they're, they're everywhere eating farmer. Oh, I mean, I they're, they're, how many cars? Every time deer I see, are a menace. Every they're, time I see one on on the parkway, I think there's a car somewhere that's, that is yeah. ruined, or somebody who's dead. Because <laughs> I yeah, know, I know. It, they, they are a menace, and we need to, we need to keep the population down. Yes, I so. hope we'll find another way to do that. So, what about another problem that restaurants are facing right now is the labor shortage. There just aren't enough people to man the restaurant. I know. Well, have we stopped paying people to stay home? I mean, where, why? Why? What, what are these people doing if they're while not working? I don't know. I mean, it's it's weird to me. They keep saying there are all these jobs, but I know all these people who are looking for jobs who can't find them. So I, I, know. I, I, I don't, I don't, I can't square the circle. I don't know what's going on here. Gosh, the Royal Farms, their incentive is they pay you daily. You know that two week check that the mm. kids used to wait mm-hmm. for. Pay at the end of the day. Yeah, pay at the end of the day. Why not? I mean, how, yeah, how hard is that? You don't have to go to accounting. And, uh, right, exactly. Be... They just send it Venmo or something. Yeah, right? yeah right. Exactly. Yeah. Just the, the manager there, hell, yeah, whoever's whoever's in charge that push, day. Push the button and the yeah. money's in your thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Bill worked five hours, click, you got the money. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. yeah, it seems like a simple thing to do. But, uh, so, but, I don't know, apparently that's not enough to incentivize people to go in there because the sign never leaves. It's yeah, all, the, everybody, everybody's, every place I've been to has got a labor shortage. They don't have enough people. I don't get it. Where, where, where did all the people go? <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, like I said, you know, you, they went home during COVID. Are they still hiding out? Are they still sitting in their basements with four masks on? Uh, or, or what? I don't, I don't know. I don't know where everybody went. It doesn't make any sense. All right. How will supply yeah, so chain... Uh, well, my brother texted me a, fu- a furious text. Yeah. Down at the, down at the beach. Uh, at a, at a sports bar. Yeah. No wings. No. <laughs> out of wings. And it, it, yeah. Right. It wasn't a chicken shortage. It was a chicken picker shortage. Yeah, I and, know. And then a what? lot of these, a lot of these things, a lot of the shortages that we have, have these weird causes. Like there was something I don't remember exactly what it was. The reason we have a shortage of whatever it was is because truckers coming from Canada are running into some sort of a border issue. Like are they vaccinated or right. something? Right. So we're not getting these supplies from Canada. Right. And and because- your and, and your uh, secretary of transportation who's supposed to solve this thing is on paternity leave for three months. <laughs> Right for a, it, for a child that he didn't actually father, but uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 So the, the idea of the paternity leave, which is kind of BS to begin with, yeah. uh, uh, two months of it is for sure. But it's to help take care of your wife who has been through yeah. this very difficult situation. So she needs to rest, and you need to be the one doing You're the thing. Her out. Yeah. And if your husband, if your gay husband who did not have the baby, right. Well, does he need a lot of help? I, I I don't know. Anyway, thanks, Pete, for working yeah. out the supply problem. Yeah. So supply chain issues are going to be an issue. And then, I guess, what do you think about the idea of... Um, so a lot of, a lot of businesses have been trying to find 
other ways to make money, like like movie theaters. They try to make their money off the. I spent fourteen dollars on a tub of popcorn and exactly a right. And they, the tickets, the tickets were twelve. They've they've changed their revenue model, where they make they try to make their money off the soda and the popcorn and the candy, and not the movie tickets. Even though the movie tickets are a little expensive, but um, they, they've they've changed it so that they're they're trying to get money different ways. So apparently, restaurants are looking at other models like that, where they have different kinds of surcharges and things. And I haven't actually seen this. I've just read about it where they're trying to come up with other ways to charge you for the experience or something. What's that going to go? You know, it's going to be, uh, we only have paper straws, but for a dollar, yeah, we'll you get can, you an you actual get, straw that works. There you go. <laughs> right. Or, or you, you Where are you, you with paper straws? Florida? Yes. yes. Paper, paper straws? They, they, weren't, they weren't paper, though. They were made out of... Hemp. Um, agave or some, <laughs> something weird like that. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. Like, we'll bring you the beer in a can, but for an extra dollar, we'll pour it into a glass. There's creativity. I'm not sure I'm, I'm up for that kind of thing. So, anyway, the, the restaurant landscape is changing, and it's, yeah. it's interesting, and there, it are some, interesting. there are some good things that are happening, but I still like... I like the idea of sitting down at the table and having the waitress, waiter, waitress come up and chatting with them and, you know, having, I like that experience. Some recommendations. Yeah, exactly. Ask them what's good today and, you know. Yeah, no, we can't cut that out entirely, but a little streamlining on the uh, ordering process and uh, the bill checkout process, I'm okay. Even the, uh, I don't know, I'd rather employ the, High school football player to bring me my food than this robotic yeah, weirdo. I don't, yeah, but that whole question—that's that. another show. Is yeah, so I think we should. What about over. that? How about that? We'll do a show on on yes, the the mechanization, the roboticization. Yeah, is that good for society? Yeah. Okay. Uh, right. Do that? That's good. Yeah, let's do that. So uh, we do have a couple of questions from some listeners. Um, we had a show recently on air conditioning. Yes. And uh, and Gearhead wrote in. Um, do you guys know which was the first car that had air conditioning? That is a, a bizarre coincidence. It is a it is a very bizarre coincidence because just like two days ago, we were at trivia and that was the trivia question. And we looked at each other like, how do we not research that? How, yes. how do we not prepare? We, we just did a show on air conditioning well, we and we didn't and even we, ask. And that we question. talked about cars and we gave dates for buildings and right. dates for movie theaters and we never talked about. What would be the date for uh, for for cars? Yes. Now, the fact that they said it was a Packard, yeah, already blew me away. Yes, because I am certainly I'm thinking seventies for sure. Right. Yeah. So Packard backs it up to before my time. Yeah. It's something my dad always talked about. I didn't even know what the heck he meant when I was a kid. So so we're already talking about. The 60s, 50s, something like that. Right. Yeah. Did, did it even make it to the 60s? I think. So what did we we guessed 48? I think we guessed 48, and the answer is 39. Cheapers. Yeah, I know. Very early, and if you if you However, look up this car, when you pulled up the picture, and a lovely car. Oh my gosh! Gosh, you look, I was no. I have at that point. I was like, some, some something as 
engineered as that. Yeah. Yes, I totally believe that. The, those ca- those cars back then, they were they were I, I just big and imagine just driving around in 1939 with air conditioning. I mean, uh, yeah. it wasn't even a, it wasn't a common thing in houses. I know. Before the I didn't have air conditioning growing. I didn't up. have it until the mid 70s. Yeah. Me and there were people driving around in 1939 in a car. Yeah. I remember when I first started working in DC. And all these people, most of them not from D.C., they were from other parts of the country, and they're all complaining about how hot it was. And I'm like, it's summertime. It's hot. You know, what, what's your problem? Because I grew up around here, and in the summertime, it was hot. Yeah. That's just, that's what summer means. What's, yes. what's your issue? Yes. It's always been hot, except for now, it's exactly the same hot, but caused by global warming, which is different. Which is- <laughs> that's another show. Okay. So we have one, one other question from Homeschool Mom. Uh, and this is, this is a reaction to our what show is, on, on public schools. Public schools, yeah. yeah. Have you noticed that all Democrats opposing school choice send their kids to the private school? Uh, I haven't thought about it, but it doesn't surprise me. And, and I wonder, you know, she's picking on the Democrats because they're typically the ones who oppose school choice because they're tied in with the... Uh, with the teachers unions, yeah. but I bet you, I bet you most of the Republicans are sending their kids to private schools. Yes, too. they are, yes. And, they're, and they're going good. That's what you should be doing. Yeah, yeah. And so I, at least they're talking out of the two sides of their fat faces. Yeah, over here it says the same. The same ones that uh, that defund the police and have private security. Yeah, yeah I it's know exactly the exactly. same thing. Yeah, the rules. There's the rules for the little guy, yeah. and there's the rule for the important people. Do and, they? Do they even understand the hypocrisy here? That's or, exactly or, what I'm or are they like, who's the, who's the Greek? Um, I wanted to say Aristotelian, but I'm not sure that's right. You know, a lot of the, the Greek philosophers were very, um, they believed in different classes of society. They believed in slaves and, uh, yeah, and right. you know, people who were the aristocracy and that sort of thing. And I wonder if to some extent the, the people who are our current uh, lords and masters just kind of believe that they think that they're they're a different class of people and they different well, rules yes, should apply to them. There, yes, there was this that one Democratic uh, Congresswoman who who basically said, "Yeah, but I'm super important." Yeah, yeah right. right. Yeah. And with no different shame of, or, or yeah, no, yeah, different rules apply. They to didn't him in a hall about it. They're when like, they, no, when no, they talk I about gotta, like or, or or you know, asking the the John Kerrys about their private exactly, planes. exactly. Right. So how come everybody else has to fly this way and you get to fly that way? Oh, because I'm important. I'm a different person. I'm, yeah. I'm the elite. So there, there is, there does seem to be this new, uh, anti-egalitarianism yes, or exactly, whatever. Where, where people think that their different rules apply to them. They're special. And yeah. Yes. I, I, I remember in, in Mexico, if you're middle class, if you're if you're wealthy enough to own a car, mm-hmm. let's say, uh, you have a maid. So there's always there are always people in the in the house serving you, doing stuff for yeah. you, and even super middle class. I was we, I didn't even have a job when we first got there. We yeah. had a maid, really, because it was because it was you know seven dollars for right. someone to clean up. Right. So, but I'm always very. Uh, Uncomfortable with that. Yeah. I always kind of stayed out of the way. Where Mrs. Pig, we boy ordering ordering people around, even like so we're going to J.C. Penney's and, and she's ne- trying to negotiate prices and telling the sales gal what to do. You know, in a way that uh-huh. is uncomfortable to me. Yeah. 
And so the company that I, the newspaper that I worked for, that was owned by a British guy. And I just got the feeling that this sort of people have their lot in life yeah. mentality that exists in both England and Mexico is not American. No. We we don't think we don't think that this no. is your 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 lot in life. No, no. And we don't. We people move up in people in the art when we argue for you know these permanent classes. Yeah, you know what? We're extremely mobile. Yes, people move in and out of classes all the time. And yeah. that's that's also uniquely that, American. That's something that Thomas Sowell points out frequently is that is that when you look at the top one two percent whatever people are moving up and down between these different classes even in their own life, but cer- certainly across generations. But in, yes. within their own life, yeah. they're they're moving up and down through these different things. And and I. I really don't like this entitled sort of an attitude. Yeah. I, I get treated differently because I'm whatever. Yeah, you know? yeah. I, you know, don't you know what my last name is? Yeah. It's Van Holderbolt. Yeah, whatever. Oh, Who cares? Oh, yeah. oh, oh, sorry. So now you get the best table at the restaurant. Yeah, and, uh, right. Right? Which is a, you know. That's uh, not an American way to look at things. It's just not an American thing. Yeah. But uh, it, seems, it seems to be our, 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 our ruling class is, it, is leaning in that direction. Yeah. We need to cut that out. Yeah, they're like, yeah, of course parts of the city are going in the toilet. Not my part. Who's who's the Chicago mayor who's like, nobody else could leave their house, but she had to go get her hair done. <laughs> yeah, Because I'm important. You know, right. Yeah. All right. Well, very good questions, homeschool mom. And, and uh, uh, Gearhead, and yes. Gearhead. Thank you very much. If you have questions, write to pigweedshow at gmail.com. All right. All right. Thanks. If you like Beer and Conversation with Pigweed and Crow Hill, please like it, share it, give us a good review, post it to Facebook, all that good stuff. Thank you so much.